What is up, DGAFers? <laughs> you guys, we are stoked for this episode today. So excited. We have our first official guest. We do. We met with Karen Bush. We're going to introduce her to you today. Um, she is a, I'm going to let Lauren take this. She's a national board certified <laughs> functional medicine health coach, and she currently works at the Cleveland Clinic. Yes. So that is a mouthful, but basically, when you listen to this episode, you're going to hear what she does as a functional health coach. Um, and I learned a lot from today because before this, I really didn't know much. What that even really was. No. Like, what was the difference between a conventional doctor and a functional medicine coach? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know the difference between that. Um, and then we also kind of touched on some emotional eating patterns. We talked about food sensitivity. So a lot of good stuff yes. in this episode, you guys. So if, you, if you've ever dealt with emotional eating or if you've ever experienced symptoms from foods that you eat, like if you've ever had any any reactions to foods, um, bloating. Yeah. Or if you've just ever been feeling like you can't put like a, you can't figure it out. Like you've been feeling some type of way for a really long time. Maybe you've gone to your, you know, your normal doctor and they're just like, you're fine. Everything's coming back fine, but you feel funky. Then I think you definitely need to listen to this I, episode. I do too. So we covered so much and we cannot wait to share it with you. Yes. So. And don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode and tag us on your social media uh, at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And I am at fitwith underscore Jenna Locke. And we would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, really however you're listening to this episode. And we are also going to link Karen's website in our show notes. So make sure that if you have fallen in love with this episode like we have and you want to get more information or maybe even talk to her personally, you can go to her website and do so. And she works with people all over the country. You yes. don't you do not have to be local in the Cleveland Clinic. She works privately with clients mm -hmm. all over. So Yep, for sure. All right, so make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss out on all of these new episodes no when we you post don't. them. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good. The bad. The, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer. Like, don't give a bleep or get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA-effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA-effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the ladder if you're not already there. We're here with Karen Bush, a national board certified functional medicine health coach. And I cannot wait to talk to you today because you are a wealth of knowledge. And <laughs> yes, you really are. I'm just so excited for this episode. Well, I think it's, it, we know she's a wealth of knowledge because we literally just recorded this episode, you guys. Um, <laughs> and the recording, we realized we weren't recording. No. So. Yeah. Our, we got good news. We got a brand new microphone. Bad news. We don't know how to use it yet, yes. but we're learning. Yeah. So. This is, that's one thing I want to touch on is don't wait 
for things to be perfect. Just do. That's how you learn. It is. It seriously is. Yes. Okay. So anyway, so Karen, will you tell us a little bit just about your background? Background with food, health, how you got so into it. Um, she is a vegan currently right now, which is amazing. Props. I would love to be a vegan at some point in my life. Like, I'll tell I you really what. Would. If if I could eat the same meal, yes. If Karen could just come <gasps> prep our food, she just made us the best lunch. <laughs> if if I if she would make that for me every day, I could a hundred percent be vegan. One thousand percent. Yes. You know, so many people have said that. Yeah. And even Gary too. So. Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I've been vegan probably for about five or six years prior to that vegetarian, but always from I would say my my mid twenties, like about twenty five. Um, concerned about health because my father had his first heart attack at 36. Wow. Yeah, so I just pretty much knew I did not win the genetic lottery. Mm -hmm. And back then we thought genetics was so much more a part of what happened to us. Right. Now we know it's about 30%. The rest is really lifestyle choices. That's amazing. So, yeah, so I, you know, and I worked as a speech therapist in the hospitals with um, people who had chronic illnesses because of Primarily lifestyle choices. And so it was there in front of me every single day. And so I just made it a, a point to make sure that I took care of myself by exercising, um, eating right. So, you know, and back then eating right is different than it is oh, now. Oh, yeah. Right? I was going to oh, say, it, yes. that's a huge conversation. I mean, it's more. And I, I yeah. think I like what she said is, you know, a, a lot of the times you heard like, well, that's just genetics. Like that, you know, that's just what happened in our family. So that's just what's going to happen to you. There's no yeah. reason to try to even fight it. Just, you know, if you have cardio or what's the heart thing called? I'm really bad at that. The doctor that works on the heart. Cardiologist. Cardiologist. Yes. <laughs> if you have issues with your heart, you we know, all it, we all have our strengths. No, well, we we talked about how I have trouble saying words. Yeah, that was last yeah. episode. So if you're wondering yeah. why, yeah. why Lauren can't pronounce half things, of my tongue is numb. So, so catch that, that in uh, episode yeah. last episode. Anyway, so how come I don't know this as a speech therapist? I I well they destroyed they my they destroyed my uh, nerves in my mouth when they took my wisdom teeth out. So now the whole oh. right side of my tongue is completely numb. Interesting. That's another podcast. Yeah, it's so hard for me to Jeez. say certain words. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Yeah, so the whole <laughs> genetics thing is really, it's so different. So. And I, I think people use that as an excuse. Yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. That, Absolutely. oh, well, I can't, I can't work out. I can't be healthy. I can't eat right, which, again, whole other podcast. But I can't do that because of my genetics. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily no. true. Well, the, the food that you put into your body, as well as the way you manage stress the way you take care of yourself physically, that's information for your body to either turn on or turn off those genes. Yeah. So they that's don't crazy. have to be turned on. And right. if they're turned on, you can actually turn them down, turn them off. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have, they either don't want to accept that or they don't know. Right. Yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a little of both too, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So for sure. Karen, will you explain a little bit the difference between functional medicine and conventional medicine? Sure. So functional medicine is really a systems approach to looking for the root cause of what's going on for people. So you may have like a cluster of symptoms. And if you go to a traditional doctor, they'll say, well, you've got a rash. I'm going to give you a lotion for that. Mm -hmm. You have some sort of an infection. I'm going to give you um, an antibiotic for that. Where functional medicine looks for the root cause. So rather than just looking at the symptoms, you dig much deeper to find out what the root cause is. And oftentimes root cause is 
from your gut. Mm -hmm. 70% of our immune system is actually in our gut. So if you're not feeding your gut the right things and you don't have the right bacteria, your immune system isn't going to be working right. And so 70% of what happens to you is really What's going on in your connected gut? Connected to your gut. Yeah. That's wild. That Isn't is that crazy. It that, really is. It re- I mean, and I, I 100% believe it just from experience of, you know, when I was thought I was healthy, which I know, you know, back in the day, which I'm not old at all, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even a few years ago, you know, I used to think like Cheez Its were healthy because <gasps> Who it. Who told you that? No, I don't know. I just, <laughs> seriously, because on the box, you know, they make things sound oh. like they're. Like real cheese, natural, natural, and like I, I had no idea. I'm just like, well, these are great. Like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go buy some box, eat a box of these. Like, well, yeah. and I, I was obsessed. I lived off of hundred calorie packs of everything oh. during high school and really mm-hmm. college is a whole other story because I was like eating cheese out of a can and washing it down with Bud Light. So right, that, that doesn't doesn't count. count. <laughs> <laughs> Does not count. But uh. but I guess my point is I've had to learn so much about nutrition and how to fuel my body but I've really done that on my own and and now that's why I you know that's why more and I we run groups every single month and help others learn this because there's just so much to it yeah and I think that's just like I said I've learned so much about my own in within my own journey of switching to eating more like whole foods and vegetables and drinking a lot more water and just you know, you, you know when you're, like, in that moment where you feel like crap and you just think this is how you're, like, everyone feels? You know, you know what I mean? I, you know how many people I have say to me, I, I just thought feeling lousy was normal. Yeah. Yeah, same. Or same. I thought, like, I'm, I'm supposed to feel a little crappy after I eat. Right. Yeah. Or tired or, like, you feel, yeah. Those, oh, my God. Yeah. We don't pay attention to our bodies. We're so disconnected, mm-hmm. yet at the same time, we're hypersensitive about, about our bodies, the way they look. Yep. The way we look in jeans, how much weight we have, but we're disconnected to what's really happening inside of our body. And that's something that I always tell the girls in my group because, you know, we, we focus on fueling your body with the right amounts of the right food groups and it's cutting out processed crap. And I can always tell when I go back to that plan within the first four days, I am detoxing hard and you almost get flu symptoms and you feel crappy and so many people quit at that point because mm-hmm. they feel like they're not this is not, it's not right it's not they think that they're gonna feel amazing the next day like oh well I ate salad all day and I ate you know I drank a ton of water today yeah. why don't I feel you know like they say really great it's like well you know your body's been used to trash for a while so now it's it's got to mm-hmm. reboot almost. Yeah. But, but once you get through that detox period and get all that junk out of your system you feel absolutely amazing but a lot of people don't don't let themselves get to that point. So let's or get don't, back, or don't know how to get to that point. So yeah. let's get back to the conventional versus functional medicine, because I, I think you were still going. So that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really a systems approach, looking at the root cause of things, and not you know just going to specialists for all these different things. So often we see people who have been to a lot of different specialists have these random symptoms, and they know they don't feel good, and they know it's not normal. They have mm-hmm. brain fog. They have you know. Um, gut issues, they have skin issues, they have, you know, joint pain, um, yep. can't sleep very well. And the doctors are telling them we can't find anything, right? You have chronic fatigue syndrome, which really doesn't mean anything, right? right? You're, that just means you're always tired. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, I mean, there's a constellation of symptoms mm-hmm. with it, but 
that doesn't really help you to know, to put a name to it doesn't help you figure mm-hmm. out how to manage it, right? Mm-hmm. Or to get rid of it, right? So they're looking for root cause. Root cause can be, as I said, from a lot of gut issues and primarily from foods that we eat, but it can also be from stress. It can also be from lack of movement and exercise. Um, all of those things are really lifestyle factors that contribute to the whole of our health. And your gut may not function because you could have a lot of stress in your life. Yeah, that's so true. That or the true. mold thing we talked yes. about. Yes, right? yeah, we talked about that on the one episode that right. didn't get recorded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about just... And we're actually heading into that now about allergies versus sensitivities Mm -hmm. Um, because really, Lauren, you and Karen connected because you had posted on social media about taking a food sensitivity test. Yeah, so I've just been, you know, now that I am very serious about my health and, you know, that's I'm trying to live like a healthy journey forever. You know, this is a forever thing for me. But I was just, you know, TV gets you sometimes. You know, we have YouTube TV and the same um, advertisement just literally keeps coming up and I'm sure they're targeting me because of what I look up on YouTube. Right. Like for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but anyway, so they, this, got, they, got, they got me for sure. The food sensitivity test, um, Everly Well, they, they kept, uh, popping up and I'm like, this is just really interesting to me because I, I know, I think my mom is lactose intolerant. Um, and my sister kind of has some of those issues as well. And, and sometimes I feel that I do, but I'm, you know, I've never really done a full, like an elimination or tried to actually figure anything out you know, and how we are all in like the quick fix mindset. You know, I buy this food sensitivity test. I haven't got my results back yet, but um, I posted it on social media that I was going to do it. And Karen was like, I just want to talk to you about, you know, maybe what you're going to see in your, your results and kind of what you should really be focusing on and what is an actual sensitivity and, and kind of how all that works. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, so allergy versus sensitivity, really important distinction because allergies are really something that you're going to see within an hour, two hours, three hours of eating something or being exposed to something. So it can be something that you put into your body, on your body, or you um, get exposed to in the environment. Yep, and well, that's what we were talking about before when I had tonsillitis seven times within four months. I mean, I was sick for so long um, when I was teaching elementary school, teaching fifth grade, and my doctors could not figure out why I kept getting sick. And finally, I, I went to an allergist, got allergy testing done. And if you've never had allergy testing, they, they expose you to different, different, help me. I don't know, different things. things. <laughs> <laughs> I need a better word than things. Different, um, different um, triggers almost. Yeah, like triggers cats, for allergies. Cats, mold, yeah. dogs peanuts, everything. So I found out from that that I was really allergic to mold and that was the whole problem. I was getting sore throats and I was getting so, so sick because I had mold in my classroom because as a fifth grade teacher, we don't always have the the newest classrooms (laughs) and and buildings. And that was a really big issue for me. Um, But that wasn't something that I even knew I was being exposed to. Yeah. Yeah, and mold is like a whole nother topic. I mean, we could do a whole show <laughs> we on could. that, mm-hmm. but um, it, that's really complicated. And But it can also be the reason why people feel chronically ill for a long time and they can't figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, the allergy. It's like a really um, more a quicker response. 
So sensitivity is more, um, it can show up even 72 hours after you have whatever it is that you were exposed to. So I think the word is probably allergens that you're Allergens, thank you. All yes. of those things are allergens. Things. So <laughs> the other things that could be sensitivities, um, they could be food, they could be things in your environment, they could also be products that you put on your body, products that you use to clean your house, all of those things can cause sensitivities. But those sensitivities can take some time to really show up. That, mm -hmm. And that is something that I learned from you today because my husband, um, I actually bought him a lower end sensitivity test, found one on Groupon for like $29. So when his results come back and Lauren's come back, we'll do an episode and kind of share what we found and what we think, what we and, think, is yeah. it worth it? Um, but right now he's eliminating gluten, he's eliminating certain things and we're trying to figure out what what is triggering his symptoms right now and it's really difficult um and he's saying like you know i had oatmeal for breakfast i i feel you know xyz this afternoon and that's how we've been going off of all of this but it's very interesting that it can take 72 hours to show any kind of sensitivity mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. you're gonna have to redo that well <laughs> so so let's talk about what is a full elimination yeah diet yeah so so the reason we started talking about the elimination diet is that for lots of years that was sort of the gold standard of figuring out what your 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 symptoms are really um, attached to so an elimination diet usually is six weeks because when you have something that you're sensitive to in your body it it flares up an immune response and that immune response is called an IgG just you know, I know that might be a little technical, but IgE is allergy, IgG is more of the sensitivity stuff. Okay. That can actually live in your body for about three weeks. The actual IgG that you would look for as a sensitivity. So after six weeks, it can be completely out of your system. So a, a full elimination plan, the way that, you know, functional medicine thinks about it, is six weeks of eliminating those top triggers. So for everybody, pretty much um, dairy, gluten, wheat, um, what am I missing? There was corn. Sugar, corn, yeah. eggs, soy. Everything delicious. Everything that's, that's in everything. <laughs> everything that's in everything. In, yeah, yes, everything that's in everything. That's so true. Um, but the thing with the sensitivity test that you're looking at um, is that when you're eating those things, your body, everybody's body, like lets go of some of those um, proteins from the foods into your bloodstream about two percent mm -hmm. so even if there isn't any leaky gut so we started to talk about leaky gut what a is leaky bit. gut so leaky gut is really where the um the tight junctures of your gut start to weaken because of things like like gluten mm -hmm. and sensitivities so that means a mm -hmm. lot more is going into your bloodstream and that's what causes a big immune response. And the immune response can then cause those symptoms that you're feeling. Shalene so, Johnson does a really good job at explaining what leaky gut is. She uses like a, like a metaphor of like a pantyhose. If you were to like pour a bunch of like liquid or something into the pantyhose and it would, you know, a good gut would like hold it in in a cup, maybe, you know, like a normal pantyhose, like nothing's really going to leak out if there's no holes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But then she described like if you had pantyhose with like a run in them or something and then you poured it in, it's like going to slowly seep out mm -hmm. and that's kind of, you know, 
And it gets into your bloodstream and then your body launches an immune response and that's where you start to get symptoms. What kind of symptoms might we see? Oh gosh, it can be any number of things. So you could have like gut sensitivity, Mm -hmm. so you just feel crappy, your gut feels crappy. Like bloated? Bloated, gas, you can have fatigue, you can have um, skin sensitivity, Um, you can have joint pain. So... A lot of the things, again, that we talked about with chronic fatigue can be symptoms of food-related sensitivities. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, too, that with the sensitivity tests, it will probably show up with everything that you eat because a little bit of everything you eat just gets out there enough in in your system that there's a little bit in that blood. Okay. So when your stuff usually comes back from those tests, it's gonna rate it with a number. And it's gonna say, well, you're a little bit sensitive to this, you're moderately sensitive to this, you're significantly sensitive to this. Okay. Now, and is that just because is, Lauren eats spinach every day? So she's oh, yeah, sensitive it's to come spinach? like high for that? It may. Okay. It may. Um, so, which is why the elimination diet is really sort of the gold standard. If okay. you pull it all out and you start to pay attention to your symptoms. And again, what you talked about feeling crappy when mm-hmm. you're changing the way you're eating. Right. Mm-hmm. Same right. thing can happen when you pull out all of these things. You may have detox symptoms. Oh, true. It, yeah. it may feel like you have the flu. And I yeah. I have experienced that when I've gotten back to my meal plan 100%. Like, because I really do know how many carbs, how many veggies, how many proteins I should be eating a day to feel amazing. And that's something that we help the girls in our right. community figure out as well. Um, but so many times we experience those detox symptoms and you have to push through them in order to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people feel crappier before they feel better. Like I feel mm-hmm. like caffeine and these are the first things that come to mind is caffeine and sugar. I feel like, you know, my, I've had people try to eliminate you know, those for like a week and they could barely do it for two days. Mm-hmm. Well, caffeine, I mean, you're, you get the, the headache, you get the response, headaches, but sugar, yeah. The reason that is, it's called die-off. Your bacteria in your gut, the ones that like sugar, mm-hmm. they're not happy when you don't feed them anymore. I bet. Mm-hmm. Same thing with gluten. And so you're eating whole wheat bread, but it's got gluten in it that's been really changed the way the U.S. produces it. It seems like that's a healthy thing to eat, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. But it's actually not for every person. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you start pulling it out, you have die-off. And that's why you feel like detox symptoms because... The bacteria in your gut that are not the healthy bacteria, they start to just die off and they don't like it. So yeah, they make so you they're feel mad. Like crap. So but you're my... repopulating your gut with really good healthy right, things. Right, right. And, and eventually that's really important. It's gonna I love thinking about it that way because oh, really yeah. you really are. You're not feeding those unhealthy bacteria, so they're just dying and you're eliminating them and then So I have this this might be like a dumb question, but I don't know. Um Nothing is a dumb when question. you are like for the six weeks, I'm thinking about do I'm doing this 100, percent and I'm gonna document it. You should. I am. So, like how my response. You should. Like, Let you me are. Know. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Let me see how uh, that goes, Lauren. <laughs> I want to do it, but okay. So I'm like, my exercise is so important to me. So I'm just thinking, you know, you know, through this six weeks, and I'm eliminating all of this stuff. Like, what would you recommend for exercise? Just do your normal thing. Like it's all. I mean, the first week or so, you might want to ramp down a little bit okay. because you may not feel so good. Okay. Um, and that could kind of exacerbate some of those symptoms. Uh, that's what I was wondering. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't exercise at all. But I right, think- right. So I have a question that 
I feel like probably a lot of our listeners are wondering. So let's let's say that first week you eliminate all of that, all of that that we've talked about. What would a typical day of eating look like? Yeah, yeah. Can you? Walk I us wanted through? to know what that is because me too. Because yeah. right now I'm even thinking like. What do I eat? What do I, what do, I do? <laughs> yeah. Can you give us? Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 so everybody kind of thinks about elimination plans. You could go and Google this and find elimination oh, yeah. plans right. out the wazoo all over the place. Okay. I happen to work in functional medicine, and the way that we do it is um, we, have, we, we help people understand how to create really healthy, good meals without any of that stuff. So... It means that you're probably not having eggs for breakfast, right? Oh, God. You're making sure if you have oats, <laughs> that have your oats. oats are certified gluten-free. Okay. Oats okay. are gluten-free themselves, but sometimes they're right. processed in a facility that has gluten. Okay. So, you know, you want to make sure that you don't have that. But you can basically eat, you know, most meats. If you're a meat eater, you mm-hmm. can eat meats. You can eat all vegetables. Okay. Um, you can still eat things like quinoa. Um, smaller amounts of it. You mm-hmm. just don't do as much. Um, you can still eat things like rice, like brown rice. You can oh, do okay. that. Um, what, a, what about the sugar, like in fruits? So f- natural sugar is okay. Okay. That's, so Great. essentially typical elimination plans just eliminate added sugars. Okay. So you want to make sure you look at, um, you know, all the ingredients on things, like if you're eating like a protein bar or something mm-hmm. like that, what's the natural sugar in it? So, for example, Lara bars, even though they don't have a lot of protein, they don't have any added sugars. Oh, really? It's okay. essentially I have one of those. dates I and nuts. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, things like that. You're really okay. looking at labels and making sure that there's That's no corn that... products, no soy yeah. products. You know, look at your protein powders and make sure that there's no um, isolated soy protein in there. That okay. you have, like, maybe a pea protein mm-hmm. or... Something that is, um, you know, vegan based and or that's, plant based. That's the one we drink. It is. Yeah, our vegan yeah. superfoods are fine. Yeah. So, so my question, I guess, is like for someone like my husband who is trying to figure this out on his own right now, would you recommend him coming to see you at the Cleveland Clinic and making an appointment, or should we do this elimination diet first on our own? Yeah, so the way the Cleveland Clinic runs is that you come and you see a provider, which is usually a nurse practitioner, PA, doctor. You know, most of our providers are physicians. So you would come and see a doctor, you see a health coach, you see a dietitian. The dietitian leads you through this because the elimination isn't the only thing, it's Mm -hmm. the reintroduction as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what's really important is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to heal your gut. And once you heal your gut and you start to maybe add foods back in, it's a really important process to have someone kind of guiding you through it. But the other piece of it is that you have to like understand what's going on in your gut. Right. You know, if you have some of these symptoms, there may be something going on. Maybe you're not digesting all of your food the right way. Maybe your digestive enzymes aren't being produced. Sometimes if you have a lot of stress in your life that you're not managing, your gut may not be producing digestive enzymes in a way that helps you break down food and assimilate it into your body. Okay. So functional medicine is a pretty, um, it's a tight ship. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of really in- important things, but what they also do is they follow a structure to clean up the gut, then to reintroduce some good things, then to bring in maybe, you know, probiotics or something that, mm-hmm. or prebiotics, which you can get from foods, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So 
but really looking at that and understanding it. And they also do blood work. They kind of follow everything that you um, need to look at to make sure that you have the nutrients you need. I, I think you have just 100% convinced me that this is something I need to do too. It, same. Like I might just go do this like tomorrow. Which Can we wait? Book an appointment. Well, let's <laughs> book wait. an appointment. Like, you wait. Like call. So there is a waiting list. Yeah. But um, I'll, and, I'll get on it. I'm fine. But if you Can, call every day. Can we wait until after Christmas? Because I really want to drink wine on Christmas. So you won't <laughs> wait for the elimination diet? Yeah. I just want. I, yeah. I just would like oh, wine. Yeah. Well, you just got to start it when you're ready. That, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that, as a health coach, that's what I do. So I work there, but I also have a private practice. I help people figure out how to do this in a way that fits into their lives. Love that. It has so, to. It any, has to. Yeah. Anytime you make any changes, you have to be ready for it, but it also has to fit your life. And yep. ultimately, like doing all of those things at one time is really probably the best efficient use of your time. But I have people say to me, you know what? I think all I can do is give up bread. And I'm like, fine. That's okay. Start right. there. Right. Start wherever you can start, and then we'll move you slowly forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Start and eventually where you you'll can. do it. And if you start to feel better, you'll have more incentive to do it. Be- yep. You're right. Because people, like we've talked about, people don't understand how great we're meant to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people have told you that they just feel like complete crap after they eat and that's how they thought you were supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I literally had someone in a group the other day say to me, I just thought feeling lousy, a little lousy all the time was just my normal. normal. That's just normal. And so many people find functional medicine because they see somebody else like feeling really good yeah. and they go, how did that happen? I don't know right. What you have. Right. What are you yes. doing? How do you feel right. so good? Yeah. Why do you look so young and healthy and vibrant? Why is your skin so clear and nice? And yeah. Well, and that's mm-hmm. funny that you bring that up. I have a huge zit under my nose right now <laughs> because we had chicken and waffles this week, and you know Chad and I went out and had drinks last night, and my skin. Mm-hmm. hates me right now. Yes, I, so does mine. I, we've, I've been drinking a little more than I normally do. <laughs> and so I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm paying for yeah. that. So, yeah. I mean, if you if you struggle with any of these symptoms that you feel like may not be related, they probably are. Mm-hmm. They really probably are. Yeah. So what should we do with the results of this food sensitivity test then? So I think you should take it with a grain of salt. Okay. And I think you should look at it. And if it comes back saying everything in, you know, under God's green earth that you eat is <laughs> like an allergen for you or a sensitivity for you, then, you know, decide like, like we talked about, what are the top things that are really big sensitivity triggers for most people? Mm-hmm. Dairy, soy, gluten, eggs, you know, right. all of those things, alcohol, caffeine, um, Caffeine has some toxins in it that can exacerbate some other things going on for you. So those are like the top things. So you might want to just start with those. Okay. Can start with those. Think about that. The reintroduction phase is really an important piece of that phase. And it's pretty specific the way you try to do it. So you bring one thing back in One thing back. You eat it in between meals. Okay. You eat it day one. You don't eat it day two. Then you eat it again day three. Wow. Okay. In between meals, a small amount of the exact same thing. So this is why you need to do this with a professional. Like a professional. Yeah, and I really think there are so many other reasons why it's important to do it prof- with right. professionals. Because some people who are prone to eating disorders mm-hmm. or orthorexia, which is like overdoing the mm-hmm. whole healthy food thing, mm-hmm. um, can look at an elimination plan and start to like really whittle down what they eat and yeah. not want to eat anything. Yeah. That, and it can lead to so many other problems. It's I so think that's important. what I had. Was it called orthorexia? Mm-hmm. 
I one hundred. That's what I. That was what I had in high school. Why do you say that? Because I was. I literally would only eat celery, broccoli, like vegetables, just just celery, broccoli, apples, pears, and that was like it. And like, what what do you think led you to that? Well, obviously, you know, in high school, I, it was just a whole like I want to look a certain way, but then you know my healthy eating thing was so skewed. Like I had no idea what that really meant. Yeah, and I yeah. thought it meant, you know, I can't eat anything but vegetables. And and not like I, most of my diet is vegetables, honestly, right now. But my mind was so confused. I would just eat like a celery stalk yeah. for lunch. Like it wasn't like I made a salad and had like a bunch of veggies in there. And it was, I don't know why I did that. And then I would, I would avoid going places because I was afraid that there would be food tempting me there. Mm. And I would, I would skip, I was a golfer at the time. I would skip golf practice. Like I wouldn't tell my parents. I would skip golf practice and go to the Y and run for like two hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, I, I had similar issues, but also kind of in a different way. I was completely obsessed, completely controlled by food but I was more of an emotional eater. And I did the same thing. I would avoid going to social situations with I knew there would be food tempting me because I felt like... You couldn't control yourself. I couldn't go and not eat it. I just... Right. I couldn't. So you guys are bringing up some really, really important things because, I, you know, it should be pleasurable to eat mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. And you should have a good combination of protein, carbohydrates, and... Um, Fats. Mm-hmm. Fats are not bad. Right. Right. Oh, I agree. And so like you probably thought back then that fats were oh, your terrible. Enemy, right? Yeah. Right. Terrible. Well, and and two, I just you know, I think about Lauren and I were talking about this on the drive up here because we have so many people who come to us with these emotional challenges and they're like, Well, you know, help you, us. Help us. You were in this position. How what did you do? And it's like this is it's such a personal thing. Yeah. That you know, what Lauren did and what I did to change our habits, like, we can give you all the plans, but it has to be something specific for you. Yeah, and I think that oftentimes it's really important to talk to somebody who's a professional who mm-hmm. understands that emotional mm-hmm. piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because it can really be something much deeper that you need to kind of figure out mm-hmm. that is driving that behavior. Yeah. It's not about, you know, wanting to be the healthiest person because you really weren't right it wasn't wasn't about health it wasn't it wasn't healthy physically it wasn't healthy mentally no No. I think it's important to think about like having some really good balance Mm -hmm. um you know eating healthy foods but knowing that when you go and you eat something that isn't a vegetable right that it's okay it's fine and that (laughs) yeah and you can go out and enjoy yourself and have a cookie you Mm -hmm. just had a vegan cookie that was really good right (laughs) so like you can have that balance that is so important it's Mm -hmm. so key to make sure and if you feel like you are struggling and you don't know how to do that you need to find somebody who can really help you and there are a lot of therapists out there who deal with eating disorders all the time even if it's like you don't have to be like 82 pounds, right? right? Like an eating issue can be even if you're you're bigger. Orthorexia is really about being super obsessed about like all the healthy foods. Mm-hmm. Super foods. I'm just going to eat this. I'm going to take all my stuff. Sometimes I think, "Oh, okay, like you could really easily get into that." Oh, so easily. Easily. Very easily. And yeah. and I I kind of pride myself because you know, last episode we were talking about how Lauren and I went to brunch and we had chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And at one point I looked at her and I said, this is the first time I've ever allowed myself to go to brunch, order a waffle, and not feel guilty about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because we're so consistent with 
you know, our exercise and our, our healthy eating habits. So it's like every, like you said, every once in a while when you want to have yeah. a certain amount and, and, but we didn't binge. That's what we, I kind of wanted to talk about is, you know, it's okay to dabble in what you enjoy, but I mean, there's a fine line between, you know, some people use it as an excuse to, okay, well, you know, I'm allowed to have a treat, so I'm going to eat a whole bag of Oreos or I'm going to eat a whole cake and just go crazy. Right. There's something underneath that. Yes. There's some pain that you're feeding that you need to figure out. Yes. Right. So, and I think we talked about quick fixes and I think a lot of the times, cause you know, we'll have people come to us on social media and yes, we, we are health and fitness coaches, I guess you could say, but we're not dietitians, We're not doctors. We're not therapists. And so when you come to, you know, somebody on social media, anyone who you see is successful in their health and fitness journey and, and you want them to help you get there but when we start digging and we start figuring out you know this is a little bit more than just you want to exercise more and mm -hmm. eat healthier you're binging and and having trouble with with that kind of thing it's like don't be afraid to go see somebody to talk to don't always think you know it's negative it's not negative to go talk to somebody or you don't have to feel embarrassed it's really or, the smartest thing to it do it is mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really taking care of your health in the best way yeah it is like understanding the way your mind and emotions work mm -hmm. as as it relates to that because you can eat all the you know celery sticks you want right it's not going to help gonna you yeah, in yeah. all those other aspects. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so when we do coaching, like we talk about all of those different things, your mindset, your emotions, mm -hmm. emotional eating. But there is a point at which it turns into where a therapist really needs to be working on it and not a coach. Even mm -hmm. though right. I'm a board-certified coach, I am not a licensed therapist. Right. So you know, I'm a licensed speech therapist. Yes, but not gonna help your tongue. Yeah, help my tongue problem. <laughs> and I think a lot of the hang up is um is that people aren't patient. They don't they it takes too long. It takes too long to go to a therapist and figure out my problems and then blah blah blah. Like that takes too long. Well I'm sorry. Like that's just the way life is. If, the, if something that you, like, if you want something worthwhile and that's everlasting, you have to put the time in. Right. Well, it's like what we talked about. Your body is going to hand you a bill. Yeah, oh, at right. the end. It I is. I love this. Jack Cornfield. Wait, um, wait. Get a pen. <laughs> yes, write this down. <laughs> write this down. <laughs> this is actually a talk that I listened to on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. But um, Jack Cornfield is a Buddhist... Um, He's, he's practiced Buddhism and he's also a, a psychologist. But his his quote was, you know, at some point your body's going to hand you a bill. You either pay for things right up front daily by taking care of yourself and living a healthy lifestyle. Or you get to a point where you're so sick that you've got this big bill you can't pay. And it seems overwhelming. I love that. I feel like right? that's so powerful. And I think I seriously might write that down in my gratitude journal mm -hmm, every single mm -hmm. day. Because just as a friendly reminder, you know, when you're making these choices and you're, you're deciding and how you want to live your life, I feel like so many people live their life as if they're going to live another one someday. Mm -hmm, Do you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's like you got to remember this stuff. I mean, it guys. is important to be in the moment and not to, you know, be present in right. the moment in terms of mindfulness, which is another big piece of what I work on with people. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that awareness, you can't really be present for things. Mm -hmm. But it's also important to think about what kind of life do I want to lead and what's the kind of person that I want to be? Well, and I, I think we can take that, you know, figuratively and literally because the last episode, Lauren and I got all fired up about excuses 
that mm-hmm. we've heard and even Keep ones hearing. that we've had. Yeah. And time and money are two huge ones. That, you and know, motivation. Motivation. But I don't have time to take care of myself. I'm not motivated to take care of myself. I don't want to, to spend the to money. Spend the money. I don't yeah. want to pay for it. And you know, we hope that that this episode has motivated you to just think a little bit more about your health. And I love that about the bill because mm-hmm. literally, you're going to be spending thousands of dollars on your health in some, some way, shape, or form <laughs> if you don't take care of yourself now. It's yeah. either with food and healthy living now or, or with medical bills, bills and medication. Absolutely. Later. So I feel like we could probably end here. I think that's like a really good thing to end with was that, you know, just the quote and everything. So tying it all together. Yes. Thank you so much, Karen, for being on. This was so much fun. I hope you guys learned a lot. And uh, yeah, until next time. Absolutely. All right. Bye guys.